G'day everybody and welcome to an encore at the house of Mario. This is where I, Drew Agnew, open the doors to talk to you all about the world of Nintendo. And this encore is a gut check regarding the upcoming Pokemon games, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Pokemon Legends Arceus. Games that I'm really, really excited for, um, even though at the start of the year I wasn't that keen on Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, but the most recent trailer has me quite jazzed for it. I think also we're a bit closer as well, so that, that helps things as well, you know. Just two months away from Diamond and Pearl remakes, really, really looking forward to it. But before we get into that Pokemon discussion, I just want to talk a bit, a bit about the podcast itself. Just tripping over my words a little bit there. So I haven't posted an episode of Encore since March 15th, I believe. And just uh, basically what happened is my wedding was the day after that. Uh, been, you know, gone on the honeymoon, got busy at work. Uh, actually, really, really fortunate news as well that I'm happy to announce on this podcast is that we're expecting uh, a child early next year, my wife and I. So really, really excited for that. Cannot wait to become a father. So a lot of changes are happening in my life. Really looking forward to it. A lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of things <laughs> to look forward to as well as Pokemon games. Wow. Uh, a lot of family stuff going on. So basically the House of Mario Encore fell by the wayside. I really would have liked to uh, have it all done, the Pokemon stuff, before the wedding. I was uh, sort of aiming for it, cramming, cramming it in there. But I decided that, you know, I better get organized for the wedding and not um, not <laughs> stuff that up. So fortunately, I still have my wife and we can continue the House of Mario Encore from here, which is all good, which is all good. So yeah, I'm, I think, I'm thinking about it. Like Legends Arceus, I could be playing that like next, like holding the kid with my Switch, which is uh, quite scary to think about. Like I'm thinking about work this year. I just sort of want it to sort of want to get to Christmas and have it all finished, like the shearing season. The shearing season basically goes from September to, I guess, roughly Christmas time. So I'm just, I'm looking forward to that going. But by the time, by the time that's over, it's, uh, it's Bubba Clock. Baby's almost here. So yeah, no, really looking forward to that. So hopefully I will be able to fit in my Pokemon playing time still, which I'm sure I will. Power of Nintendo Switch, it's portable. That's why I like it so much. <laughs> So let's talk about uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. So these were games that I wasn't all that excited about at first, mainly because I was hoping for, I guess, your more traditional Pokemon remake that we had with like Fire Red, Leaf Green, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, and uh, yeah, going on from there. Which, uh, which you know, this sort of sort of isn't. This is a very different take on a Pokemon remake. Uh, most remakes, we see the, I guess, the previous games come up in mechanics and battle styles and graphics and all of that, whereas this game is being handed off to a team called Ilka that actually handled the development of Pokemon Home, all the models and stuff uh, in there. And they're sort of like, a, I guess, a second party that does a lot of graphical work and sort of support roles for other teams as well. So that's what they're sort of uh, catering to. So, yeah, when I first saw Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, you know, it was early in development and, you know, the graphics looked, in my opinion, very bad. <laughs> Not very good at all. And it was the battle scene, actually, that made me go, oh, no, this looks really, really rough. And I was aware that it was early development. Stuff could change. 
But typically, like looking at other Pokemon games, whether it was uh, like uh, Alpha Sapphire or even Sword and Shield, like the sort of the graphics didn't improve a whole lot. Obviously, there was stuff behind the scenes and all that that was improved, but like the graphics themselves didn't get like a, a massive like boost necessarily. So I was a bit concerned, like, all right, you know, I expect this game to get better and development to truck along. It's still months until this game comes out, but I was worried. And it wasn't until the Nintendo Switch OLED model got announced where they actually shown off a, a little bit of gameplay within that trailer. And the game looked a lot better. They showed off the battle scene. The battle scene just looked a lot nicer. They got the shadows, the texturing. Um, they even like changed some, I guess, aspects of the trainer's face and clothing and stuff. Um, a bit of a different camera angle. And it just looked a lot better. It looked night and day between what they originally shown us and then going into the Pokemon Presents a couple of weeks ago at the time of recording this, uh, the game did look a lot better, just uh, on the overworld as well. It looked really, really nice, actually. It was nothing that, like, you know, blew me away, uh, similar to what, what, like, Link's Awakening was back when that got announced, because that game was like, wow, this is like a diorama that you can play. This is gorgeous. I don't think Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl are quite at that level, but nevertheless, they look really nice, just like... The lighting effects look a lot better. The texturing looks a lot nicer. So as far as that goes, that's really sort of boosted my morale for the game. And I'm looking forward to getting into it. And they did show off some new features as well. Like you can do the underground again, which was a really cool feature and really sort of exclusive to Sinnoh, which is really cool. Where you go underground, you can mine for fossils and materials and all that type of stuff and also the secret bases they're back and there's actually a brand new feature in the game where you'll be actually able to go to a bit of a pokemon den and be able to catch pokemon that you might not be able to catch in Sinnoh region and you'll be able to affect what pokemon appear in those certain dens through statues and items in your secret base so that gives you like a really I guess, good reason to collect these different statues and different items for your secret base because it will affect more than just the cosmetics of your secret base. Which, to be fair, in the is Sinnoh is just like an underground hole, you know. You can only decorate it so much. You can put, like, statues and posters up, but it's still, like, just like a dirt hole. <laughs> so that, that would be something cool I'd like to see in this game where you could actually, like, get rid of, like the underground look. You could go into it and it could just be like a completely like, I don't know, sci-fi room or something where it's like, am I in a spaceship? <laughs> or am I in a, a tree house somewhere? That'd be cool. Because I always appreciated that in the secret bases in uh, Ruby and Sapphire where you could make your secret base in a bush or a hole. You know, there was like different varieties and different places you could make it. So that kind of changed up the cause, like the, uh, I guess the look of what your secret base was. So, um, that is something missing from the underground, I feel like. So it would be cool if you could sort of change that, but that's just that's just getting into the weeds at this point. Um, so that's a cool feature that's coming back. And they showed off that you could actually uh, customize your Pokeballs once again. That was a really cool feature where you could put stickers on your Pokeball and that will change the, uh, the effects of when your Pokemon comes out, which is something that people really do care about now, especially in Sword and Shield, where's like, if you've got a, say, I don't know, a Gibble and it's in a Pokeball, no one cares about that Gibble in a Pokeball. No one cares. But if that Gibble is in a Beast Ball, 
then that's when you get that's when you get people interested. People are like, oh, can you breed me one? Because I really want a Gibble and a Beastball. Just the idea of a, a rare Pokemon and a rare Pokeball really, really, I guess, makes people excited. <laughs> um, <clears throat> myself included, I guess. Because the people that really enjoy the collection aspect of Pokemon love just having like rare Pokemon and rare Pokeballs. Maybe maybe in multiple Pokeballs and they have it in their Pokemon home and in different forms and make sure that Pokeball matches the color of that Pokemon and just, it, you know, you can, go, you can get in the weeds when it comes to uh, Pokemon collecting, but I'm not uh, I'm not that crazy, but I'm crazy enough where I care, care a little bit. So stickers is really nice where you can sort of customize your Pokeballs and I can imagine whether people have like a beast ball and they want it customized with like a very specific sticker for a, uh, a specific, um, I guess, effect. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really excited about these games. Um, I'm happy that sort of these changes have come along and the game is looking a lot more polished, a lot more refined, and it's going to be a nice classic throwback to Generation 4 and what Pokemon used to be before it you know, became about Mega Evolutions and Dynamaxing and Z-Moves and these sort of battle gimmicks that came around and that you know, sort of complicate things for complication's sake, I guess, because like Pokemon, it's always been great because it's, it's had a layer of depth that has been just a lot of fun to get a team together and try to take down someone else's team and sort of know what, no matter what you do, no matter how strong your six Pokemon are, there's going to be a different combination someone else has that will take yours down. There's just nothing you can do about it. Just with that many sort of variations and types and items natures whether you choose to be a special attacker or an attacker or a defender or whatever you choose there's always going to be something something someone out there who's going to mess you up mess you up something bad so yeah cannot wait just to go back to sort of these i guess more classic take on pokemon which which at the start of the year i was i was disappointed because i did want it to be like i guess um sword and shield i really enjoyed sword and shield i know that it's far from perfect um, but I really kind of liked its art style and what it was doing. So when I, when I first sort of saw, you know, what uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl looked like, I was, you know, I was disappointed. Not because of the chibi art style. I like chibis. I'm a Nintendo fan. I like cute, stupid looking things. I'm a big Hatsu Miku fan. I played Hatsu Miku like in chibi form, in I guess normal humanoid form. You know, I, I love that stuff. I, I'm a big fan of Japanese games. So I think everyone online who was complaining about chibis, it's like, oh, I don't know, man. And people brought up the argument too, like in the original Diamond and Pearl and older Pokemon games, you are like a short little sprite character. So are you technically a chibi? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I wouldn't say that necessarily, but, you know, I guess in sprite form, it is a lot more up to the imagination. And when you see them in like the full form, like in a battle, that is when you're like, oh, yeah, that's what he looks like. And you sort of imagine that in a squash down form <laughs> in sprites. Uh, so, yeah, this game looks great. Looking forward to it. It's not. I don't think it's going to blow anyone's mind. I think people that were expecting Mega Revolutions or Dynamaxing or Z-Moves or all three coming into one game, you know, calm down. They were very clear from the very start. This is a, a classic take on Pokemon. It's made by Ilka, a second party that we're... Um, sort of Junichi Masuda is directing just to make sure things go all right, you know, just make sure he directed the original Diamond and Pearl. So I'm sure the man knows a lot about those games. 
Um, so yeah, it was it was just like a, a reason to get another Pokemon game out while the main team, Game Freak, go and make Pokemon Legends Arceus, which we'll talk about now because this is the main game I think a lot of us are really, really excited about because this is just a massive, massive sort of jump for Pokemon. Even if, um, you know, compared to other JRPGs or action RPGs on Nintendo Switch, you know, you're looking at Monster Hunter, you're looking at... Um, Dragon Quest Eleven. you're looking at even the Atelier, Atelier series, <laughs> you know, there's lots of games that do what Legends Arceus is promising, which is just like a nice open world, lots of exploration, um, plenty to explore, Pokemon the Catch, side quests to do, all of this stuff, you know, there's, uh, there's plenty, plenty there, but I think just for Pokemon, it's a series we all care about. It's a series that we're all passionate about, and the characters mean a lot to us, and nostalgia carries us, you know, a little bit, but um, I think as far as just, like, the gameplay loop of collecting and battling and all of that, it's just something that I feel like a lot of other series, um, maybe some other JRPGs, you know, they don't they don't have that sort of, I guess, addictive quality to them necessarily. That's why Pokemon is just so, so popular. But, yeah, looking at Legends Arceus, like, with the initial trailer, the game also looked also looked rough. Like, you know, the frame rate of, like, a Starly was just like, you know, it was it was kind of like a sideshow when it was walking. It was like, oh, Jesus. And for that game, you know, that was a further off game. So we kind of expected that, you know, that this one is further off. It's more ambitious. It's... You know, it's running on Switch. Now, there's a lot of factors in there that, you know, the game's not going to be like a massive graphical performer, especially with Game Freak. Like Game Freak, I don't know. I just don't, they're not equipped to be like making a really graphical powerhouse. I don't know if they've adapted that well since like, you know, Black and White 2, to be honest with you. Like, you know, they're like, oh, we're going into 3D, but I don't know if they've really embraced it necessarily, even though it's like years on from now but legends arceus man it looks awesome so we've got a release date it comes out the 19th of uh january january yeah 2022 that's it's really early in the in the year so it's just it's just kind of weird but um the game looks um it looks fun man i i i'm a little i'm concerned i'm obviously very optimistic on the game but i'm a little bit concerned as well just like from the trailer that they've shown basically you're just like you're going out and like catching Pokemon, bringing it back and they're like appraising and go, oh, congratulations and adding it to the Pokedex. So I don't know, like what are you actually doing in the game? We've got a, like a lot more time for a lot more information. They don't want to be blowing their load necessarily on all the information, all the all the nice juicy details that will continue, continue their marketing campaign to go on. But what I really, really hope is that there's um, there's quite a lot to do in this game because I want to get lost. I want to get lost and just catch Pokemon, battle trainers. Well, probably not battling trainers in <laughs> in the uh, Hisui region, but yeah. What are, what are really actually interests me? So there's like a, a lot of like sort of quests for like catching Pokemon, which uh, which I'm gonna have a lot of fun with. They are you know they're pretty. They seem pretty basic from the initial trailer where you're just like. You know, they say, go and get, uh, go and like fill out your Pokedex and you go and get a Wormpool and that Wormpool, like good on you. But then like you've actually, you're actually making this Pokedex. So you get like, you get like a big Wormpool, a small Wormpool, a male Wormpool, a female Wormpool. 
and like there's like a lot of like different factors to sort of search for so like in a typical pokemon game you'd look at it and go oh yeah that's a that's a worm pool caught it caught some my pokedex but now you've actually got like a lot of sort of information to garner from every single species in the game which if you're a completionist or someone who really likes collecting this is going to be awesome for you and you know for me that that is me i love collecting i love like exploring and all that so this is going to be so much fun just that alone but if you're someone who's like all right i just want an open world and i want to have a good story it's going to be interesting how legends arceus is going to deliver in that aspect They've shown that there's sort of like boss Pokemon in the world um, that look similar to shadow Pokemon or like Pokemon that have been corrupt um, or they're angry and somehow. I think obviously probably Arceus has something to do with that. Probably affected them in some way. I don't know. Is God angry the Pokemon? I don't, I'm not quite sure. But I think it's going to be interesting what a person like that might bring out of the game if you're not like... Yeah, just like massive into collecting. So they've got a fair bit to show in that respect. Just like getting people excited for the game that aren't like just collectors because there's a lot more to Pokemon than just collecting. Even if that is like the main sort of hook, um, a lot of people just play for the story and just want to go through and get the gym badges and beat the Pokemon League and go, cool, that's a great experience. I'm going to move on to the next RPG, the next game, etc. So what can it do for those types of people? I'm not quite sure, but I'm sure we'll find out. Hopefully it will be something interesting because there's a lot of interesting lore that's being put into this. There's a brand new team that you're actually a part of called Team Galaxy where the symbol just just really shows that it's related to Team Galactic, which is the bad team in the original Pokemon Diamond, Pearl and Platinum. So there's going to be sort of a backstory to Team Galactic, which is going to be really interesting seems like it started off as like a good sort of entity and it sort of turned into this, you know, evil team that's trying to <laughs> go into time and space and all of that type of wacky stuff that happens in, in this storyline. So I cannot wait for that. Um, and there's actually some brand new characters as well that look like they're really related to um, characters in present day Sinnoh. But uh, yeah, yeah. But I think the most interesting bit is like the brand new Pokemon. So I don't think anyone really expected the new Pokemon to be appearing in the, these games. But now that we know that uh, the region actually had a, a different name years ago when this these games take place. Um, so the region is called Husui, which is, which is pretty cool. And there's brand new forms and brand new, uh, I guess, uh, regional evolutions as well. So there's a Hisui and Growlithe, which is just adorable. It's a rock fire type and it's basically its fur is covering its eyes and it's like a bit more furry. It's got like a little rock horn on top of it, which actually in the trailer, I think they described that um, that it uses it very sparingly because it is brittle and it might break. <laughs> so don't break your horn, you poor little Growlithe. But uh, it's really exciting because what can Hisui and Arcanine be. It's going to look amazing. I can't remember the exact name of the statues. So I know someone's probably going to be yelling at their phone or whatever when I'm saying this, but it's basically like this Japanese statue that's like this uh, like rock dog and Arcanine is going to look like that. It's going to be so good. It's going to be amazing. But in saying that, we did have a Galarian Ponytar, which was, oh my God, this thing is so cute. What's it going to evolve into? And uh, Galarian Rapidash is just like, 
an upset looking Rapidash <laughs> with like rain, with a rainbow mane. It's like, you fucking serious? This thing could have been a Pegasus or something. Could have been wicked. Could have been like a flying psychic type or, or flying fairy. I don't know. Whatever it could have been. It could have been amazing. But it, just look at this upset horse. <laughs> uh, but um, another form we got was a Hisuian Braviary as well, which in the trailer we actually got to see uh, flying across the Hisui region where you could actually dive off a cliff and very Breath of the Wild-esque just like glide wherever you want. But um, with Bravery, it's not just a glider, I guess. Like you can just fly, fly where you want. Whereas Breath of the Wild, you're like, all right, obviously there's a trajectory you're going to follow as you're floating like downward. Whereas, whereas with Bravery, I don't know if there's going to be like like a stamina bar or anything. I didn't pick, it, pick up anything like that in the trailer. But if you could just like fly where you want, it's like, yeah, you just go where I want. That'd be cool, man. Just like, checking out what's going on in the Hisui region, looking underneath. So, yeah, man, cannot wait for that. And the brand new evolutions we got, we got Weird Deer, which is an evolution of Stantler, which is nice to see, Stantler getting some love. Uh, this Pokemon is a normal psychic type. It's basically white, a white Stantler with a beard. It looks very much like Stantler. The head is the same. It's just got a beard and it's white. <laughs> but this is a Pokemon that we actually get to ride around um, in the Hisui region, which is really cool, man. Like, we knew that we were going to be able to ride Pokemon through some leaks um, that happened when the game was initially initially revealed. But man, this is going to be so good. Like, I know that it's gonna it's probably gonna have a lot of technical issues. It's probably gonna have maybe some issues with the story not being so deep or as meaningful as like hardcore Pokemon lore fans would want. But I think just just the act of having this space and being able to ride certain Pokemon and discover stuff is going to be fun enough in itself. Oh, man, okay. Yeah, look forward to it. Um, Basculegion, which is an evolution of Basculin. It's a water ghost type, and this was another Pokemon you can ride in the water. And this is this is a pretty cool story behind this Pokemon's evolution as well. It's basically Basculin that uh, passed away through, you know, migrating upstream, actually, like, get their souls consumed by, like, I guess the stronger Basculin that do make their way up the stream. And... Um, yeah, when that when that Pokemon consumes their souls, it evolves into the the water ghost type Pokemon, which is pretty pretty unreal. It's like what the hell? And it looks awesome. Like Basculin was such a whatever Pokemon, and in Pokemon Black and White, like you had like your two different forms, um, depending on what areas you caught the Basculin. So you got like a they had like a bit different face, and one had like uh, red stripes, the other one had blue stripes. And that's that's actually an interesting thing to bring up. Actually, is, is like the Basculegion. It's it's red. It's got the red stripes. So will we see another form with the blue stripes, or in the Hisui region, are there none of that other form? We don't know. We do not know. But yeah, just I think um, just like my thoughts on this game is it's it's going to be a lot of fun. It, we've got a lot of stuff to sort of figure out whether the story is going to be. Um, entertaining enough whether sort of the open world setup is going to be sort of I guess good enough with just like taking down boss Pokemon to like I assume there's going to be like you know you take down the boss Pokemon um, you get back their aura you know you add all their aura into like a sphere <laughs> use that uh, orb sphere so why am I saying sphere <laughs> sphere um, 
to like, you know, and that takes down the gate to get to Arceus. I don't know. There's going to be, it's going to be some setup like that. There's going to be eight Pokemon. It's going to be very, they're going to try and stick to probably like the eight gym badges, but have it like similar to the trials and Pokemon Sun and Moon maybe. Because that is pretty much what happened in those games where you do a bit of a trial and you verse the, the totem Pokemon, which uh, was a pretty cool take for um, the Pokemon series as well. So, Yeah. Very, very um, positive at the time of recording this. Let's see some more trailers. Let's see some more gameplay. Um, we still got a few months, so there's going to be a while yet. But it's just as far as the the towns go. We've got Jubilife Village, which is actually pretty funny. Like Jubilife City is like the main hub in the Sinnoh region. So this is going to be the village that you know keeps growing and evolving into eventually a city in the current day Sinnoh region. So it's going to be interesting exploring that town. I believe there's going to be no more other towns because this is like the first settlement on this land, which is pretty cool. And it'll be also interesting to go into Mount Coronet. Like what is in Mount Coronet? It's probably, I don't know, now I think about it, it's probably Arceus itself. It just lives there. That is what's, it's just like Mount Coronet is Arceus's cocoon. <laughs> so yeah. Don't know, man. Very positive about these. Looking forward to the brand new sort of battle styles as well. The battle styles, um, it works very much kind of like a, a current day Pokemon game where you throw out, if you see a Pokemon in the wild, you can either throw a Pokeball or, you know, if it attacks you, you can dodge and evade it in a real time setting. But if you actually want to try and weaken it, you throw out your Pokemon, then it turns into not exactly a turn-based not exactly turn-based combat like we were used to. It's kind of a bit more like, I guess, um, your real-time, I guess, turn-based co- combat where, like, you know, a few of, like, the Final Fantasy games and a few other JRPGs out there where you are selecting moves but you are under a bit more of a time limit as well where the other Pokemon can still attack you while you're selecting. So if you just let it sit, you know, you're going to get attacked and attacked and attacked and lose. It's not it's going to sit there like a Pokemon game um, currently does. But they introduce like brand new styles as well. So the strong style and agile style that um, allow, uh, I believe agile style allows you to do more attacks in the one turn, but they don't do as much damage. Whereas a strong style only allows you to do one attack, but it's stronger. So that'll be interesting too, if that plays much into strategy, taking down bosses and stuff. Um, there's no like, I guess, um, pvp in this game you can trade and stuff but there's going to be like no like battling and stuff that's going to be handled in pokemon sun and moon oh sorry <laughs> sun and moon i've <laughs> been thinking about a bit about sun and moon lately uh sword and shield so that's going to be interesting to see that in those games so yeah i think that's uh, pretty much all of the stuff i need to cover for those two games um I, legends rcs at the moment would be like my most anticipated game I guess the Nintendo releases this year, they haven't really been all that entertaining, really. Like, you know, I'm looking forward to Metroid. I'm just, uh, WarioWare has just come out as I'm recording this. It's a lot of fun, but I don't know how long it's going to hold my attention either necessarily. And um, what else is there? It's, just, it's not like a whole lot. There's Advance Wars, the stuff. And obviously Pokemon. So yeah, po- the two Pokemon games are my most anticipated games until Breath of the Wild 2 gets... Uh, bit more of a solid release schedule then i'll be like yes that'll be the game i'm looking forward to but for now i'm just uh just enjoying enjoying waiting for pokemon so guys thank you very much for listening to the house of Mario encore i really do appreciate it i'm excited to be starting up this series again and when the pokemon series finishes i'll be moving into i guess more 
general Nintendo topics, maybe even covering some other companies as well, like PlayStation, Xbox. If I do really feel like covering a topic like that and maybe relating it back to Nintendo and somehow, but I'm just really enjoy this, I guess, solo podcasting experience as like a creative outlet for myself to be able to talk about things that I just want to just get off my chest and, uh, you know, get some feedback from you guys and see what you guys think about the topics I discuss and hopefully you enjoy the show as well. So until next time, guys, the doors to the House of Mario Encore are closed. We'll catch you next time.